www.wrestlingmayhemshow.com It's the best day of the week. Today is the day that you have chosen to listen to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is DJ Lunchbox, putting it the fuck down Let's fucking do this. Monday night, you know it must be raw Leaders being a whore and not wearing a bra Seen his damn belt still spinning around his waist I can ship at a rhymes on what comes out of his face Tuesday night and it's EC Dub Michael Q. Knoxville join the club If you think of the shit, scream out Boop boop, this ain't EC Dub and we can tell that too Wednesday night, ROH on DVD The best wrestling on the planet to the nth degree Joe Damon's delirious, Daniel Sin and Kimikaze Homicide the Rock Wilder saying Kansas Kobashi Thursday night, TNA on Spike Bruce is booking so that means I'm drinking blood tonight Shut up and show me the damn X to the vision and get SoCal balance in my line and a vision. Friday night, SmackDown, this is all life. Kicking back, watching wrestling every night. Kenny, Boogeyman, Helms, Hardy, Guerrero, London, Kendrick, and Zealand Show. RWF Sion and the weekly features. You're a student, we are the teachers. Shout out to Joe's group and to the D's. Putting it down for a villain with the grace of ease. Wrestling. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm still working these boards, still getting still getting used to it. But folks, it is me! That's right, the one and only, the DJ Lunchbox is here once again, uh, kicking it old school in the Mayhem Studios, and it's just me this week, just me, and of course, the one and only, the Silent Ninja. Say hi. Hello. Silent Ninja says hello, folks. And, and, uh, on the Mayhem line, who do we got on the Mayhem line? Oh. Well, we have someone that's come back to the show, bitches. Oh, that's right, folks. The Mad Mike has returned. Now, uh, and, uh, much yeah. controversy. You've returned under much controversy. You were fired by uh, by Chachikins. Um, I was not fired. Or you were? What, what, I was what? never fired. Give us the full story, sir. All right, hold, all right. Basically, here's what happened. I heard that Chachi had taken over the Mayhem show. Mm-hmm. And I was very upset about this. So I sent in a fan mail the week Chachi took over. Because it was going to be my, my farewell email because I do not work with Chachi because he is a hypocrite. <laughs> for reasons I have stated on Twitter. Okay. And um, basically, he did not read my email on the air. He did not remit my email on the air. He fabricated lies, speculation, rumors, and scandal. In fact, he um, he basically said I was gay, mm. and and we all know that's that's um, not really my department. No, no bueno. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, no. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not my bag. <laughs> but um, so basically, I, I left the mayhem show. I, I sent I sent in a few official statements from my lawyer. Okay. And um, I gave Chachi and the Chachi Mayhem Show ample time to retract their statements. And um, I was going to come on tonight and fully announce a lawsuit against Chachi. Oh my! But yes, uh, but I figured out something. I found out something very, very um, funny over the weekend. Okay. Apparently, Chachi's check to purchase the Mayhem Show bounced. To purchase the Mayhem Show bounced? Yes. Oh, dear. Yeah, um, apparently Chachi made some bad investments. Uh, GM, uh, Wyeth, basically any, any stock that 
is plummeting right now, and his check bounced. <laughs> and so, basically, the, the show is back in Swart's possession. Goodness gracious. Um, well, that's not entirely true. No, that's not entirely true. Not entirely? Oh, because um, I was misinformed. As, as you can tell, no Sorg. Well, there is a Sorg here. I think there was... Honestly, there was a snafu in the contracts. And what happened was um, the show... The show went back into possession of a Sorg, but not the Sorg. <laughs> so, folks, your new owner, welcome, welcome to the Silent Ninja Studios. Silent Ninja, owner of the Wrestling Mayhem Show. He approves. He approves, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's it's pretty wow. epic. Silent Ninja is Shane McMahon. Oh man! <laughs> Such is the state. Such is the state. Of the Mayhem I, show, I, always in flux. And I see we got Bijou back as well. Bijou back, Bijou has returned, that's correct. Um, Sorg, I, he may or may not have regurgitated Pocky back into Chachi's mouth the way a baby bird does. That That is all speculation at conjuncture, okay? Uh, we will not get into that here on the Wrestling Mayhem show, but what we will get into, what we will get into is a little bit of fan mail. Um, now, it, I actually um, was wondering if I could read the fan mail from the date in question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Lay it, it on us, sir. It, it's it's very short. It's um it do, it didn't actually get into wrestling that week because I wanted to make it as brief as possible. Okay. And uh, as I read it again, it's basically just me insulting Chachi. But I th- I think we're still gonna go with it. Is that cool? Oh yeah. Lay lay it on us, sir. All right. Um, Mad Mike Mail defeat the Chachlateria edition. <laughs> I'm Mad Mike, also known as Conquistador Trace, and this is my email. Listen, nothing cute here, but if my worst fears are realized and the balance of power has shifted from Sorgatron to (sighs) Chachi, then this may very well be my last email. And with that in mind, here is perhaps the last top 10 list from me. Top 10 reasons Chachi is a cancer to the Wrestling Mayhem show. (laughs) 10. He is a hypocrite. 9. He is not as famous as Chad the Shad. But Eight. Who, who is, really? Well, exactly. 8. He's not as offensive as Steam Machine. 7. He is not as unintentionally funny, funny as WrestleFan. <laughs> 6. He is not as good a cook as Wife of the Show. Five, he is not as hot as any of the ladies of Mayhem. Four, he is not as lyrically sound as DJ Lunchbox. Oh, I thank you, sir. You are quite welcome. Three, he is not as tech-savvy as Sorg. Two, not as violent as Doc Remedy. And, of course, the number one reason why Chachi is a cancer to the Wrestling Mayhem show, Chachi is worse than Vince Russo. Wow. That's, that's saying some shit right there. Strong words. Strong words from you. From you, yes. sir. I think that's the first time I've ever read my own mail on the show. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. It's a shame our former owner uh, is not here to defend himself. I've, uh, I've tried. Yeah, but, but he doesn't listen to the product. I know. I've been trying to get him every week. I send him a message. I'm like, well, uh, Chachi, come on the show. Defend yourself against these accusations. Uh, put forth some quality control, sir, to your product. 
no no dice. See, Chachi Chachi's kind of like Donald Trump when he was the owner, except he has a worse hairpiece. Hmm. <laughs> That's true. I've never I've never uh, in all of our romantic encounters, I've never pulled on Chachi's hair. Um, at least not on his head. Well, clearly. Yeah, think about that one. <laughs> he lets me tweeze it. All right, folks. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get into the uh, the rock and roll outlaw mail. Um, hello, mayhem crew. It's time for the weekly rock and roll outlaw mail birthday edition. Yes, fans and friends. Today, August fourth, is in fact the twenty fifth anniversary of my birth. I am officially twenty three years old now. If WrestleMania cannot follow the rules when it comes to anniversaries, then God damn it, neither do I. <laughs> that was brilliant. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy, happy birthday, Rock and Roll Outlaw. Yes, sir. If you're in the chat, I don't know if you're, you're not in the chat. I'm just saying. Um, uh, now, before we get down to things, I feel the need to clear the air a bit in regards to the events that went down last week. I don't very closely follow WWE CW, so my comments regarding Dreamer dropping the title being a slap in the face still seemed that way to me because I don't watch it, and I'm so I'm not fully acclimated to it. I can dig it. I can dig it. Secondly, um, I, I have a question. Yes, sir. As far as ECW goes, I heard this on another uh, podcast, and it makes a lot of sense. Can, can we listen, call it Entertainment Championship can you Wrestling? Listen now? to another podcast. Only after I listen to the Mayhem Show three times a week. Good, good. Say, say. I, I got, listen to back shows. We've got babies we have to feed, or something. Yes, uh, I, I need, I'm still unemployed. I donate button, donate button, kids. Hit the donate button. Mad Mike's got to eat. Uh, I have no food. <laughs> I had to pay for groceries in the worst possible way today. <laughs> and I live in the Bronx. You can use your imagination. Oh, that is chunky. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> secondly, after having given Big Show and Jericho a chance and seeing what they were going to do, I have to admit I'm a fan. And I retract what I said regarding my wishes for it to have not been Show. Now, on to this week. TNA had their 200th epic... No, bleh, let's start that again. TNA had their 200th episode Super Show this week, which was... Eh. It wasn't as bad as last week. Bijou's lost her shit. Um, it wasn't as bad as last week. At least there wasn't anything on any polls. 3D dropping the titles to the Brits had to be done, I guess. It's a way to give the New World Elite faction a little steam. I do want to laugh at Eric Young botching cutting his hair... First, Eric Young jobs to Danny Bonaducci, then he jobs to a pair of clippers. Aww. <laughs> Bobby Lashley's debut, Mick Foley Emo wins girl's the- job to clippers, too. <laughs> Emo's job to razor blades. Um, Bobby Lashley's debut, Mick Foley wins the Legends title. God damn it. And can someone answer me why Sting had to get involved? AJ Matt Morgan was a good match. Hope AJ gets the leg all healed up and functional again. Speaking of AJ Styles, I recently got a new TV, which has HD capabilities, and as a result, I got HD programming from Dish Network, which includes HDNet, so I saw my very first episode of ROH ever, and wow. I'm going to go on record and say that Nigel McGuinness is amazing. I look forward to seeing this every week. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with you. Incidentally, uh, they are switching to Monday nights. Ring of Honor will now be airing on HDNet the hour before Raw, and in case you miss it, the hour after Raw. So uh, you can that's that's a really side by side comparison of uh, of the, the state of pro wrestling in the United States. 
At least and yet TNA those. won't even go on the same night as WWE. TNA's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> nah. You know what I you know what I wonder about TNA? They sent out a press release saying you need to set your DVRs for five extra minutes for the 200th episode of Impact. I heard that. What ex- what exactly did they need the extra five minutes for? I don't know. Like, a longer intro so we can hear that entire god-awful song? Yeah, it, it's... They, bleh. It's just... It's, it just fucking hurts to watch TNA anymore. Well, I, I saw Well, it hurts to listen to TNA. It doesn't yeah. hurt to watch all of it. That's true. That's true. The women's matches are pretty good. Even WrestleFan admitted that the uh, the women's matches are good. So, well, some of the matches aren't horrible. Like the Team 3D um, uh, British Invasion match wasn't terrible. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't really bad. And Joe and uh, Joe and Hernandez was decent. I say we just fire every male working for TNA and turn it into Shimmer on TV. No, every male working for TNA above the age of 40. Hey, good call. That's a much better call. Um, That that includes Vince Russo. That's true. Uh, The only one we get to keep is uh, Kevin Nash, because he can be an announcer. He can take Don West's place. Kevin Nash can own TNA, in my opinion. As long as he doesn't wrestle, I'm fine. (laughs) Monday Night Raw. Jeremy Piven botches names. Summerfest? Really? Oh, and the level to which I want to murder John Cena with a pair of lawn shears and blowtorch his... Has risen 15-fold. Um, alright. What's wrong with John Cena? I don't know. Let's, let's, let me finish this, uh, this email, and then we'll get into Raw, because I, I got some comments about Raw. Hey, I'm looking forward to Summerfest, though. Summerfest is going to be the shit. Uh, Jericho <laughs> was talking about uh, that shit on Twitter or something. Um, <laughs> Mark Henry being a face is still kind of weird, but refreshing. Him doing the heel click made me laugh pretty good. The Miz losing that match pissed me off. I don't know why, but it just really made me mad. As soon as Piven came out and did a heel turn and brought all those special lumberjacks, I sighed because Miz was gone from Raw. Although I'm glad they didn't let Cena break the Master Lock. Nobody breaks the Master Lock. Nobody. I still say they they need to have a heel host, but it looks like I'll have to wait another week because next week is Sergeant Slaughter. No doubt because of the new G.I. Joe movie. Uh, I Um, I beg to differ. Sergeant Slaughter is hosting Raw in Canada. Maybe if he comes out there and comes a pro USA promo, bingo. He will be a heel. Either that or he'll defect again, and it'll be great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I see these guest hosts. I'm getting flashbacks of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. (laughs) Uh, being nothing more than shameless plugging machines, but whatever. That's all for me this week. So until. The next show, I am the Rock and Roll Outlaw. I got myself two ringside tickets for this year's Summerfest if anyone wants to go. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I, I really liked Raw last night. I have not laughed that hard at a Monday Night Raw in years. Years. Because Jeremy Piven and his crazy little Asian friend were so high on fucking coke during that intro... They just, someone needed to tell them, like, listen, stop, just stop making noise, stop it, just stop making noise. But, uh, no, I'm sorry, the, the, the blinged out pacifier to calm down the, uh, the little Asian man, that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. That, that actually really was pretty funny. But, uh, I'm sorry, the line of the night went to the Miz. Which was? Um, when Miz was trying to talk, 
Dr. Ken kept interrupting him with Asian noises. Oh, yeah. And then, and then he finally goes, shut up, Lloyd. <laughs> I almost fell off my couch laughing so goddamn hard. Oh, man. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that tiny Asian man anyway, because he was great in uh, The Hangover, and he was excellent in Role Models, and I can't wait. I cannot wait to see The Goods, which Live comes hard, out... sell hard. Which comes out August 14th, in case you didn't know. And if you didn't know, then, then you have Down Syndrome when you watch Raw. Every five minutes. And anyway. speaking of selling hard, they sold hard at the end of the night. Oh, man. I, was, I said early in the show, I was like, I'm really hoping that he's the first, the first um, host to not get involved physically. Do not get involved in a match. And then <laughs> then John Cena turns around and Jeremy Piven hits him with a cross body block. Now, Jeremy Piven is a good friend of mine. I should have mentioned that up top, okay? He's a good, good guy, all right? And that was a hell of a cross body block. But listen, man, you flailing around a little bit. You could have you put someone's eye out because you knew John Cena was going hit to hit people with you. And I don't know, man. I don't know. The Asian, little Asian guy sold the shit out of that, though. You know, I gotta say, I I was very much looking forward to Jeremy Piven, mm-hmm. but and you know his entrance, fine, pulling an Asian man out of the trunk, I'm okay with that because I do that on the regular, <laughs> and um, but and him running to the ramp and pointing up and having tons of pyro go off. Oh, was that was awesome! Brilliant, because uh, I would all of us would do the exact same thing. Exactly. Exactly. If if we host a row, we're like, all right, I want two things. I want pyro, and I want to jump off the top rope. That's it. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah. Um, and, but the only thing that bothered me was Summerfest. Yeah, that sh- well, yeah. it was bound to happen eventually that a, that a, a ho- one of these guest hosts would screw something up. Yeah, I mean, getting the names wrong, I can get that because Jeremy Piven is kind of a douchebag, and he was probably doing most of it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Char- uh, like, Charo? Charo and Lay Miz. Yeah, yeah. Lay Miz was brilliant. <laughs> um, WrestleFan brought up a good point. ZZ Top did not get physically involved in a match. I, I did, did, that is not true. I saw their backup singer Mike Knox on Superstars. Ah, that's a good point. Oh, that Mike Knox still getting a paycheck. <laughs> Speaking of WrestleFan, we do have a WrestleFan mail. Ugh. Really? Easy, easy. easy. We have to. We absolutely have to because I am working. I am working it tonight, sir. Well, clearly, I mean, anyone in blog TV can see that. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> greetings, folks. As the Wrestle Fan is back with another Wrestle Fan mail. Sorry, I didn't send in a fan mail last week as I vacationed in the beautiful second city, which I will post about in the blog soon, and hopefully, we'll be posting pictures. But now, I thought it would be nice to go over the stuff I missed in wrestling while I was gone and give my take on it. So, Jeff Hardy wins the heavyweight title. There's half of me wishing he didn't so CM Punk could have a serious reign as champion, but there's the other half of me that thinks this will help Punk make his move into turning heel, and I do like that. Um, my lovely... Where have you been, sir? Oh, he's a heel now. Punk is heel. Yeah, after that promo... Like, I know you're in Chicago, and... In Chicago, they should have been talking about that even more so. (laughs) (laughs) My lovely roast beef-laden Mickey James wins the Divas title, and honestly, I feel that girls like her and Maurice have made the belt look decent. WWE women's women's division is doing a hell of a lot better than I thought it would, and is surpassing TNA's. 
the what is WWE's deal with only doing tag team women's wrestling on Monday and Friday? I'm just saying. As many boobs as possible. True, but they're going to be running out of tits soon because uh, Maurice is injured, um, and as is Michelle McCool. She's out. She's on the shelf as well. But they just brought back Ellie and faced Jillian Hall. So. Well, uh, she she was sick. I think she had like the flu or like the swine flu or something. I don't know. Um, oh no! Did you just call Jillian Hall a pig? What the fuck? Uh oh. Hold on, I just lost my monitor. Things broke. Aw, oh, piss. Aw, oh, shit. That's no bueno. My fucking computer just shut off. All right, let's uh, let's bring this up over here, where I just happen to have. My mail also open. Okay. Your mail is always open, sir. <laughs> hey. All three <laughs> brands are looking extremely solid, and I really enjoy the raw guest the raw guest hosts they have been having, especially Jeremy Piven. Hopefully the WWE will stick with the idea for a good while. TNA looks like it's been the same shit as usual, but I did watch Eric Young's promo when joining the World Elite, and I thought it was fucking sweet. And it rhymes. If TNA becomes smart and ever drops the Legend title and brings in an actual mid-card title, I think that Eric Young would be perfect. Also, Jeff Jarrett isn't on TV anymore, which makes me smile. And to prove it, he uh, he put a little smiley face on the Vino. Emoticon. <laughs> after I heard, uh, after what I heard transpired at No Excuses Five, I think that IWC has really been shaken up. He said shooken up, but that's not a word. Go back to school. And I wish Norm Connors the best in his future. Also, after I saw that the announcement was made, I'm very inclined to come down to the Berg and go to both nights of a call to arms, since I'm pretty sure I'm off from school then. Also, TNA is having a house show near where I am, and I think I might go. Ha! I make myself crack up. Thanks, guys, and WrestleFan out. Fantastic. That's all the fan mail we got this week. Well, to be life. fair, I didn't send one in because I knew I was going to be on the show. True, true, on the show. Hold on. And where's the pro TNA guy? Yeah. Where is he? Well, where is he bringing up the 200th episode of Impact? Like, I, oh my god, we hit 200 episodes. I think I think we pretty much uh, buried him pretty hard, so... Uh, That's a shame. I don't think he's coming back, and you know what? Good riddance. We don't need we right. don't need those kind of people here on the Mayhem Show uh, talking about how TNA is good all the time. <laughs> so, all right. That's like that preview that Russell fans sent in again. Um, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so goddamn bad. Like, have you seen pre? All right, for those of you who don't know, go on TNAWrestling.com. And check out the preview for this week's Impact. Oh, like, it is a soap opera. It has turned into a soap opera. (laughs) They even have, like, they have, like, raw contact, impact. Like, they have big brick words flash on the screen to show, like, that TNA is intriguing when none of it is in-ring action and it's all just fighting backstage. (laughs) <laughs> That's just oh, I'm typing in the wrong wrong areas here. Oh jeez. Uh, okay, um, we have to take a music break, and when we come back, we are going to be doing our indie minute, indie minute, and uh, if everything works correctly, um, Mr. Joe Dombrowski 
will be joining us on the phone as well as a recap from Mayhem Missy. Mad Mike, thank you, sir, for calling in, and we will we will uh, bring be bringing you back in at the end of the show. If if Missy's thing doesn't work, you can bring me in for the indie minute as well because I was at IWC. Good call, good call, sir. Um, shit, my fucking notes went away because my laptop died. And where the fuck is my? Okay, uh, the song that we are about to listen to is an excellent one, folks. The name of the song is uh, The Space Between from This Could Be a Possibility. Uh, that's the album. The song is The Space Between. The band is Valencia. <laughs> uh, Valencia, that's right. And uh, this is a Wrestling Mayhem show. Um, Enjoy. There's something strange going on in my head. It says if I were to get in a car right now, I would be bound To whisper the words that I've always wanted to say And watch as the sun rips this blue sky away
DJ Lunchbox of the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Oh, I'm sorry, champ. I think I ate your chocolate squirrel. On Blog TV. Hey, that's right. That's me, DJ Lunchbox, here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, frantically flailing like a madman during the music breaks, just so I can bring you the finest of mayhem, the 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 very greatest uh, that we possibly can. And folks, um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try this Skype thing again. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Dombrowski, uh, I could not contact him, but we do have someone who was. There, there at I double C, I double C. That's correct, folks. She was there for uh, for this most recent show, and uh, she's got a hell of a stories. You know her, you love her. She is a mayhem show veteran, uh, and she's she's making her comeback here tonight, uh, folks. Mayhem Missy, we're gonna try and get her on the line here, uh, provided that she'll uh, you know answer. Hello. 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 It's Mayhem Missy. She's back on the show. Hello. <laughs> maybe. Maybe she's back on the show. Uh, no. Is that a no? Hello. Hello. I'm kind of here. You're kind. We can hear you here on the show. Okay. I need uh, to figure something out because I'm hearing too many too many things at one time. That's not good. <laughs> Folks, as you know, it would not be the Wrestling Mayhem show without a couple of technical difficulties. Um, so uh, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna sit here and we're gonna say awesome things um, while we're waiting for uh, Mayhem Missy to figure out her technical difficulties. Um, Silent Ninja, how are you? Good. Silent Ninja's good, folks. Silent Ninja is good. Silent Ninja is good. Um, what's uh, what's the good word over there, Mayhem Missy? She still has. I think I figured it out. Figured it out? Maybe. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, is it is it working? Okay, well, uh, we're going to give a quick shout-out to the chat room here. Uh, give a shout-out to, of course, the one and only Hot Wheels 38, the man, the, the foreign object himself. Uh, we've got Mad Mike uh, of the Bronx, who you heard earlier in the first segment there. Uh, we, of course, have Mayhem Missy, working out technical difficulties. WrestleFan, back from Chicago, making his return to the Wrestling Mayhem show. The one and only Don Papuga. Don Papuga is in the chat, and you'll be hearing from her a little bit later. Uh, and I would like to thank new listeners, new guests, Gecko Gamer. Gecko Gamer, who says ninjas are awesome. And he's not far from, uh, from wrong there. And uh, the Beer Man. The Beer Man. Beer Man is in the chat. What's a good word, Mayhem Missy? She's, she's left us. She's gone. She's gone. I don't know. She can't hear us at all. Can nope. you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, hello? Yeah, she can't hear us. <laughs> hello? I can hear you. You can't hear us. Mayhem Missy... Hold on, I'm going to type that out. <laughs> I can. No, I can hear you now. Oh, good. You can hear us. All right, good. Good. So so everybody can hear everybody, right? I think so. Excellent. Mayhem Missy, welcome back to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Hello? Now I can't hear you. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good for anybody. Can you, can you hear us at all? Hello? Hello. 
Mayhem. Your sound went out for a little bit. That's not good. Can you hear us now, though? Yeah, I think so. Excellent, 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 folks. This is this is this is vintage mayhem show. Technical difficulties, the full nine. Mayhem Missy, welcome back to the show. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, uh, this is this is bad news, biscuit, folks. Your sound was great the whole time I was listening, and now you keep cutting out. That's not good. Am I cu are we cutting out on Skype, or are we cutting out on Blog TV? I don't know. I don't know what I should be listening to you on. Mm, I'd say Blog TV, because unless there's a delay. I'll tell you what. Um, why don't you hang up Skype, and we'll just get you on the phone. You could do that. The phone. We'll just get you on the phone. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, folks, uh, you know, the old ways are best here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And uh, you know what? Blackberries are best, all right? None of that iPhone shit. So that Sorg likes to prance around with his iPhone. All right, Blackberries, what? Saving the day. That's the wrong Missy. I'm calling the wrong Missy. <laughs> oh, God. Lord, help all of us here on the Mayhem Show. All right. Riveting phone. Do, do, do. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Yes. Excellent. All right, folks. Mayhem Missy making her return one way or the other here back to the Wrestling Mayhem show. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. Excellent. I feel like I haven't been there it's because you haven't they they clamor for you in the chat as you can tell because you're in the chat right so they seem to be kind of excited to see me they, they are it's, it's a it's, it's a I'm, ex I'm excited to read them so it's it's an electric atmosphere an electric atmosphere here don specifically is clamoring clamoring in the chat the atmosphere <laughs> is electric and with bated breath i love it with bated breath the fans, the listeners, the family of the Wrestling Mayhem Show waits to hear the words from Mayhem Missy. Tell us, how was No Excuses 5? No Excuses 5 was phenomenal. Um, the show itself was awesome. Some crazy surprises, as usual. And then I had a little surprise on my own that, like, made my year. Which, what, what happened? I got to assist the legend, Superfly Jimmy Saka. Awesome. Assist him in what? Was it, um, was it I dirty? I sit there with him and sell merchandise and take pictures and stuff Ooh. of him with other people. Very nice. <laughs> he was amazing. Did he, did he like specifically um, ask you, did he point you out and say, you, there, with the, with the Missy, uh, come work at my table? Actually, it was uh, that notorious NCON. It was like, hey, you, help Sucka. And I was like, okay. Oh, that NCON. Exactly. He puts his hands to work. He does. He does. He's not, uh, he's, a, he's a taskmaster, that NCON, or so I hear. Um, so tell, yeah. us, tell us about the show itself. Give us a, give us a rundown here of uh, what went I'm down. Saying well here's here's what I'll do I'll tell you what happened I'll tell you a match you tell me what happened is if I can you know bring it up here 
Aw, hell. No, no, that's incorrect. That's Wrestler Rescue. Wrestlersrescue.org, incidentally, which is a great, uh, <laughs> a great thing to be involved in. Really, it is. Um, I'm looking here. I'm looking. It's going slowly. Man. Actually, my blog TV died too, so probably stuff on my end. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Man. This is fucking awesome radio is what this is. Yeah, I'm I can't. Sure it is. It's not coming up. I can't I can't find it. Oh, so awesome. Well, let's uh let's start at uh Jimmy DeMarco happened. Let's start DeMarco let's, st- let's start with friend of the show James DeMarco. He kind of got his ass kicked a little bit. Oh yeah. Good <laughs> pretty sad. But, um, yeah. He had his bounty match against Ray Rill. Okay. And now, at the beginning of the show, Encon decided he's not going to be a heel anymore. And, um, but he said he lifted the bounty from the match. And it was just going to be a regular match. Okay. So they thought, and, uh, Ray Rill was, had Jimmy to be down the mat and was nailing him with, Repeated knees to the head. Hmm. Uh, Jimmy D at that point was bleeding, and they had to call the doctor, and the doctor decided he couldn't continue. Mm. Poor so Jimmy D. he lost that match, and then Ray Rowe was being a jerk and still beating him up and everything. Gambinos came out to help make him safe. I see. So, not a very good night for another show, Jimmy D. No, no good. No bueno. Now, um... Uh, we'll, we'll go down the whole, we'll just run down the friends of the show. Tell us about, um, tell us about Mr. Super Hentai. Mr. Super Hentai. Oh, he bought Johnny Bananas? Johnny Bananas, that's correct. Don't ask me, you were there. <laughs> um, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, okay. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a very good night for him either because he, he did not win the belt. Who, Johnny Bananas or Mr. Hentai? I mean, no, wait, I'm lying. <laughs> Mr. Hentai. <laughs> I get all confused. Um, so, Mr. Hentai successfully defended his title. Johnny Bananas was very upset. And Johnny Bananas as a heel is kind of creepy. How so? I don't know if, I don't know if Mad Mike in the chat can agree with me here, but I mean, he was like, Licking turnbuckles and um, crawling around on the mat in almost an Edge or Randy Orton fashion. Whoa, like a cat in heat? Like, I don't know, you know, like when Edge decides he's going to start humping the ring or something. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhat like that. And I was like, Johnny Bananas, that's creepy, don't do that. But he was like, no, I want to, it's funny. (laughs) We had that conversation during the match. I see, I see. Well, he is Johnny Bananas. Does. Yeah, I know. I was like, you're going bananas. And he was like, I know. <laughs> but he had new tights, so he didn't have blood tights on. I see, I see. Hmm. But, um, no, him and Hentai had, had a pretty good match. Okay. I've seen a lot of people recently, um, bashing Johnny Gargano. And I don't get it, because I do think he's very talented, and I think he has a lot of charisma. I see. 
Excellent. So, uh, what else happens? Uh, there's, there's the big, uh, big announcement from uh, Senor Norm Connors. I see. So I think December 11 and 12, maybe. I'm not sure. And my internet's being a jerk, so I can't look. <laughs> yeah, he said his, his final show will be on 12 12 in December. Okay. Isn't that the day the world ends or something? No. Okay. I think that's like 12, two, 12, 12. two, three <laughs> years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, <laughs> what's Norm doing? He could stick around and promote for like two, three more years, and then he wouldn't have to worry about it. According to the notorious one, he is going to explain everything in the ring at the show. I see. So he said he will most likely cry in the ring as he explains it to, the, to all of the fans. Excellent. Well, not excellent, but you know. <laughs> um, interesting. Interesting. Very interesting, yeah. yes. Um, we also, uh, we also had Eric Ecstasy and Justin Idol, Sexual Harassment, Friends of the Show, uh, versus, uh, Marion Fontaine and Kato. <laughs> Marion Fontaine and Kato are two of the most hilarious guys we saw all night. And, I mean, we had Jimmy D and we had Eric Ecstasy, so you know it was a funny show. <laughs> and North Bank Karaoke, if you haven't heard that yet. I heard about it. I haven't heard the actual karaoke. There is a video on YouTube. <laughs> um, you should be able to search for Norm things, and then use like IWC Wrestling or something, and it'll come up. Excellent. We will. Uh, um, we'll. We'll also be uh, posting that over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, as well as uh, according to the Silent Ninja, he also has a video yep. of uh, Norm singing the karaoke. That's good. That's yeah, good. that's it's, damn good. Uh, um, I caught it about half. I caught it about halfway through, so I don't know if uh, he has more than I than I put up. So mm, I got you. Um, <laughs> let's see what else happened. Uh, Super hentai. We talked about that. Now uh, they Central harassment defeated Fontaine and Kato. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. I believe they finished it up with a rose creeper. That sounds right. Sounds like something and they would do. Hilarious. We saw him at Super Indy, and he was awesome then. He was with Jeremy Ryan, asking people if they wanted mustache rides. <laughs> and uh, no mustache rides last, last Saturday, but it was him and Kato were really funny. Nice. Uh, now, we also had uh, it was revealed who has been stalking Daisy Hayes. It was revealed. Yes. It was that dang Sammy Callahan. That dang old Sammy Callahan. Okay, and he turned up with some guy. I don't remember his name. Some guy. That's not a mixed tag at all. <laughs> That's exactly my point. I was disappointed because we don't see a lot of women's wrestling out of UC, so I thought it'd be cool that you know we'd have a chance to get another lady in there. Mm-hmm. But he picked the guy. Incidentally, it was uh, John Moxley, who I know nothing I about. Me neither. Apparently, he tagged um, 
Jim Callahan has been tagging with him elsewhere. Let's see. In some other promotions, so. Hmm. But yeah, I was really hoping for, you know, maybe get Sarah Del Rey back in there or something. I had thought, um, character-wise, Mischief would be perfect. Would have been a perfect partner, but nonetheless, John Moxley. Hmm. Uh, WrestleFan informs us that he teams with Sammy, Sammy Callahan and CZW as the Switchblade Conspiracy. They are currently feuding with Drake Younger and Scotty Vortex. Very nice. Okay, there you go. That's uh, maybe a little bit more about that guy. That's true. That's true. Um, we also had a huge, huge match. The returning John Bolden, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooka, Michael the Peninsula Facade, friend of the show, and Jimmy Vegas... Defeating Lord Zoltan, Shane, T- Shane Taylor, Logan Shulo, Shulo, and James no. Avery. Now, did that match? Did that match live up to uh, the the huge names in it? That match was crazy. Lord Zoltan, if you've never seen him, is crazy. He has a manager, um, Mayor Mystery, who wears a white lucha mask. It is all plain white. But then he has, like, an old curly mustache attached to it. <laughs> so, and he was dressed like the Monopoly man. He had a little vest on and a bow tie. That's amazing. And a cane and everything. He was hilarious. I, um, I want a picture with that guy. Crowd. Dominic Canucci accompanied the uh, Jimmy Slicka's team mm-hmm. to the ring. So Dominic Canucci kept playing the fight mayor mystery. <laughs> And there was just so much going on, like you would expect from an IWC 8-man tag. There was so much going on. It was hilarious. That's awesome. Superfly had said to me before the show, when we were, you know, just hanging out, um, that all he has to do, he does shows, you know, when he wrestles, all he has to do is fly. (laughs) But nothing else he does really matters. If he flies, everyone goes home happy. That's true. I no, can't. I won't argue with that. I know, right? When you're a legend, you can do stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's entirely true. Um, what so, else? Uh, we had a double suplex to get big old Shane Taylor down, mm. and Superfly went up to the second rope, up the top, but we'll cut him some slack, and uh, you know, splashed on to Shane Taylor to get the pin. Very so nice. So that was a lot of fun, and well, there's a lot even of just. Uh, I was going to say, there's a lot of padding on that, you know. Yeah. He probably could have went top rope and still been alright. Although then he might have bounced a little high afterwards. True. Very true. I could, I could easily see somebody bouncing off of Shane Taylor. <laughs> I would love to see somebody bouncing off of Shane. That's dirtier than I had intended. Jason Gorey uh, beat Yojiro Kushida. That match was I'll admit, short. It mm-hmm. could have been a lot longer, but it was very, very good. Excellent. We have always... a similar style and just were able to trade moves and stuff. And it was really good. We always expect great things from Jason Gorey, and he uh, he never disappoints. Yeah, you can always count on him to do something. He put on a good match. Mm-hmm. As much as I like to hassle him, <laughs> he puts on a good match. <laughs> I've been an anti-Jason Gorey 
That's terrible. That's awful. He's a wonderful. <laughs> he's a wonderful he man. Knows, he knows it though. Hmm. I don't you know. You go back to um. June of '06, maybe when him and Larry Sweeney had their "I of the Hurricane" match. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a personalized uh, baking sheet for Larry Sweeney <laughs> to use on Jason Gorey. <laughs> I drew a bullseye on it and I wrote "Gorey Tent here." <laughs> and <laughs> I don't think Gorey's ever forgiven me for that one. And who can blame him? I mean, you did you did also super glue uh, broken glass to it, so. Yeah, I bet. Um, I would be no such thing. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, Irish Airborne and uh, Marshall and Mickey Gambino with a little bit of business there. And uh, a certain Jezebel friend of the show got involved in that match, if I if I hear, if I heard it correctly through the grapevine. He sure did. I, I can't believe it. I, um, apparently she had, she had kind of turned on um, the Gambinos back in Night of Legends, okay. I think it was. I didn't see that show, but that's what I believe I remember hearing. And so when she came out, he kind of figured that, you know, she wasn't going to be up to anything good. And she helped Irish Airborne win. That Jezebel. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, but Jezebel. Mm-hmm. And I know, uh, Mayhem Show loves her shoes. She had the coolest yellow golden-looking, sparkly heel on. Yeah, she, uh, she does love having the, uh, the epic, uh, epic shoes. Yeah, yeah, they were, they are pretty awesome. Normally I don't notice that kind of thing, but they are pretty <laughs> awesome. Very nice. Uh, what else? Uh, we talked about, um, we talked about the hentai. Uh, Shima Zion and John McChesney for the heavyweight championship. That's true, that's a little heelish. I know, right? And then, you know, Fab's like, what are you doing? You pull my tights. We get Ray Rowe come out and just, like, demolish McChesney. Shima and Rowe are all hugging and being buddies, and mm. we find out that Shima now decides that he's better than everybody, and, um, you know, so he doesn't like us anymore. Oh, goodness. Um, he actually put a bounty back on Jimmy, Jimmy's head for the match with Ray Rowe. So, when Ray Rowe was beating Jimmy up even after the match, that was because of Shima Zion. And so, yeah, we have a bad guy, Shima Zion. And, you know, a good guy, Fab, I guess. I still don't really like him. But that's okay. <laughs> Shima, what are you doing? Tiny little Filipino friend. Ugh. I know. See, you start. It starts out. You know, they get the Mayhem Show bump, and then they get all. They get a big head about it. They're like, "Oh yeah, we were a Mayhem exactly. Show. We can do everything." It's madness. It's just madness. It's terrible. It's terrible. Ridiculous. So, to end the show though, mm-hmm. it was really crazy because we had you know Ray Rowe out there, 
and they're beating up McKesney. So then we had a bunch of the bad guys come out, a bunch of the good guys come out, getting all crazy, getting all intense. We have Boland, returning Boland, who, if you haven't seen him, he's a huge, muscly guy. <laughs> and we have Ray Rowe. And we have everyone else trying to hold those two apart. Oh, Jesus. So, and they're doing the, you know, one of them might break free and jump on the pile of the others, and then they get pulled apart again. So, I'm definitely looking forward to what's going to happen with those two. That's going to be a hell of a match. They're going to have to reinforce the ring for that one. For sure. It was just, it was one of those really cool things when you're there that you can, like, feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, the crowd was so into it, it was just so intense. It was awesome. Nice. So, uh, any other any other memorable? Oh, uh oh, oh, Missy. Uh, well, you, we've reached the end of the show, and we're gonna have to let you go because we do have a Mister Joe Dombrowski calling in right now. Joey D is much more important than me. So, thank you, thank you for the call in, and we'll check back in with you a little bit later. I will be around. Okay, bye. Mister Joe Dombrowski. Yeah. Hello, sir. Welcome to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is, uh, I apologize for the, uh, the lateness of my popping in here. It's, it's uh, a hectic couple of weeks, uh, getting ready for this Sunday. Uh, I was actually, uh, on location a moment ago at the, uh, the Gambino compound and we were filming, uh, an in-depth tell-all interview that'll, that'll be, uh, released in a few months. Uh, oh my. and I'm not going to get into much details there, but it's going to be, it's going to be something everybody's going to want to check out and I'm still reeling from that. Uh, but I uh, thank you guys for having me here, and uh, it's good to be back on, and uh, I'm hoping we can have uh, some fun here for the next few minutes. Absolutely. I, I do want to apologize uh, for the for the miscommunication earlier, but we're here, and we can we can roll roll with the mayhem. Now, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave the floor open to you, sir. Uh, we just heard a recap uh, from Mayhem Missy on, uh, on uh, the recent IWC show. So um is uh, the let's let's get into let's get into the the meat of it uh the the Norm Connors. Norm Connors announced um that he's hanging it up at the end of the at the end of the year. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think it has the potential to be a big blow for wrestling. I think um you know you can say what you want about Norm and and you know sometimes he and I've gotten along great, sometimes not so much, but you have to respect his business acumen, you have to respect his, uh, his, his business sense and, and his, his no-nonsense attitude promoting. He has built up uh, not just an IWC, but his Steel City Wrestling. Uh, he's built up uh, an amazing, uh, I don't want to say empire and over but he's built up an amazing uh, organization um, where so many top guys have been able to work and so many top guys both regionally, nationally, internationally and, and you know Norm's reputation speaks for itself a lot of top guys a lot of places in this business know of Norm like Norm speak highly of Norm and uh, you know Barn is one of the best promoters in, in the business today in a business that is unfortunately sorely lacking great promoters um, you know I'm looking forward to, to the big blowout show in December it, it seems like it's going to be a, a great time and but at the same time, you know, 
I'm, I'm sad to see Norm go because whenever Norm was around, you know, you knew that whether you agreed with it or whether you didn't, um, you know, big things were going on. Um, and Norm got me my start in the business, and I, I owe I owe that to him and everything I've been able to branch out and do since then, whether it's been PWO, whether it's been overseas, anywhere else. It all starts with Norm, and, you know, I never forgot that. I always appreciate that, and um, I could be wrong, but I think when I was a wee-wee youngster, um, I was a fan of Norm's first indie show, uh, or at least one of the first. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he and I go way back directly and indirectly. Um, you know, I'm not sure what this means for IWC. I'm hoping it'll live on. I think it'll live on. And, and Norm, this has been Norm's baby for eight years. He's not going to step down unless he knows that whoever's going to take over is going to be competent and is going to run the ship smoothly and is going to continue uh, the positive legacy and the positive reputation uh, that IWC has built. So, um, you know, if this is the end for Norm, you know, I thank him for the opportunity. I thank him for the memories. I thank him for for a hell of a run and uh, you know I hope he is happy in what he does and I hope that IWC continues to prosper in whatever new direction it's in absolutely it is uh, it is our uh, our hometown promotion and uh, we don't want to see it go uh, go so easily now do you think uh, do you think that someone uh, within the company will step up and uh, take the reins or do you think it's more likely it'll be uh, an outside influence well I think there's a lot of great wrestling minds in IWC right now, uh, both well documented and underrated. And I think uh, um, I don't think there's a set definite guy you can look at and say yes, it'll be him. He's got all the tools. But there, you know, there are so many people that feel so passionately and, and so loyal towards IWC mm-hmm. that uh, you know so many have sacrificed so much. Um, and I think I think Norm knows that very well as far as guys that work for him and probably guys that used to work for him as well. But I, I don't think we're going to see anything like uh, anybody purchasing the name and, and, and going off into their own agenda or anything like that. I think I think Norm's going to find somebody who has the same love and respect and dedication to the product that he has for you know 15 plus years now. And you know whoever that is, wherever they come from, I think it'll be in the best interest of everybody involved. Excellent. Um, now, you uh, you had mentioned earlier uh, you wanted to talk about PWR Resolution 2. That's right, uh, uh, and I'll try to make this quick, uh, but PWO, Pro Wrestling Ohio, uh, uh, the top uh, organization in Northeast Ohio today on, on Sports Time Ohio uh, every week. Uh, our biggest show of the year is, is this Sunday afternoon, August 9th, at 3 p.m. at the Nautica Pavilion in downtown Cleveland. The address is 2014 Sycamore Street. And uh, I know there's a lot of fans from Western Pennsylvania into uh, Eastern Ohio as well who listen to this show. And uh, I'd like all of you guys to attend. If you've seen PWO before, uh, this is our creme de la creme. So uh, I think you enjoy it. If you've never seen it before, give us a shot. Um, we've been gradually growing and growing and evolving over the past several months, and there's going to be a lot of familiar faces. Um, I think the most important thing to get across is not only is this a great wrestling show, not only are you going to see three hours of great action, but it's even more than that. It's 
not only are we going to have a live band there, we're going to have Bob Golick, who I know does not mean much to us Pittsburgh folks because he's a Cleveland Brown Pro Bowler, but if you watch Saved <laughs> by the Bell, you might know him. Uh, and he was on the XFL, too, so uh, he's got a plethora of, of credentials to him. Uh, but also, a portion of these ticket proceeds is going to go to a charity, a very worthy charity called Cops and Kids. And what Cops and Kids does uh, is a group of police officers uh, within the Cleveland area. They, uh, they reward underprivileged children for any positive deeds they do in their communities, their schools, their homes, their families. Uh, it's really a feel-good charity. It's one of the most well-renowned and respected charities in Cleveland. PWS is very happy to be working with them. Um, and a portion of, of, of the ticket sales, uh, specifically the VIP tickets, is going to go towards that. Um, so not only do you get arrested, and the worst case scenario, even if you hate the show, which I don't think you will, you still walk away knowing you just want to work on. Ticket availability, we have $40 VIP packages. In, in a free commemorative t-shirt, a commemorative program, VIP seating, and access to a meet and greet. All the top stars, and I'll get into the top stars in a moment. Uh, that's not your deal. There's four seats, $20. The front row seats are $25. i am not sure if any of those are still available. Uh, and also the general mission tickets are only $15. Um, so regardless of whatever your uh, economic situation is, there's hopefully uh, something that suits your need. Um, as far as the card, and we invite you all to go to pwrestling.com for more information pwrestling.com. Mm-hmm. We can go to YouTube, uh, the PWO Wrestling account on YouTube, and see a lot of clips, set the stage for a lot of these top matches. Our main event is going to be Josh Prohibition versus Johnny Gargano for the heavyweight title. And these men were aligned for three plus years. They were best of friends. They were running buddies. They dominated the first year of PWO. But they were torn apart by jealousy, by greed with that heavyweight championship. For Johnny Gargano, it's a chance to Come into his own, get a coming of age for Josh to chance to kill his creation. Who went out, we don't know. Also, the legends are going to be there. Believe it or not, the PWO Tag Team Champions right now are Greg the Hammer Valentine and Jim Neanville Neidhart. Hmm. Tag Team Specialists their whole careers. First time teaming in PWO, they won the tag titles. They're going to defend against a great young team, Arnie Balls and Brian Bender to clash. We're looking to usher in a new era of tag wrestling. We're also going to see my personal favorite. Al Snow, along with Head, he's going to face amazing Nate Madsen, and this is a little bit of a battle of Ohio versus Michigan from the foreign world into pro wrestling, as both can battle for superiority as far as the states go. We're also going to have, in a women's match, Haley Hatred and Portia Perez, we have a six-man tag team match, we have a dumpster match, believe it or not, for the first time in wrestling in almost ten years, I believe. <laughs> Lovable Gambino brothers, Mickey and Marshall, uh, with their uh, manager up in Cleveland, Agent Aaron McGuire, who bought off their services, bought off the family, uh, brought them in to try to take care of his dirty It's a whole long saga there. Aaron McGuire's been homeless. He was dead. He was thrown in a dumpster. The whole music video uh, video package is on the uh, YouTube account if you want to check it out. Um, they will be facing the Gambino, the unlikely team, of Jason Bain, YWC fans, no stranger to 6'8", 300 pounds, dynamic looking guy, and the unlikely underdog cult hero of PWO, Hobo Joe, the dumpster dweller. So, <laughs> in theory, it should be his match, especially, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it should be crazy. Um, 
on August 9th, this Sunday at 3 p.m. And we're also going to see Super Hentai, obviously an IWC favorite. He'll be there. Uh, he's going to compete in a four-way matchup to crown the first-ever PWO television champion. Uh, four great young athletes are going to be in that one. Uh, Omega Aaron Dre with the virus and Big Bear Ben Boone. Um, and so much more. It's, it's going to be it's a stacked and loaded card, and it's going to be uh, a one-of-a-kind experience. Last year, let's get and I uh, hope everybody can come out and support PWO, support Cops and Kids, uh, support our cause and support the great talents that are going to be competing on this show uh, because this is really a year of build and a year of work and a year of, of chaos leading into this Sunday in Cleveland, Nautica Pavilion, 3 p.m., PWO's Resolution 2 Becoming of Age. Mm-hmm. It looks like it looks like an absolutely fantastic card, and uh, we uh, we posted the link uh, in the chat, and we're also going to be posting the flyers over on uh, wrestlingmayhemshow.com. You can check them out there with links to the to the main uh, to the mini site for uh, for resolution. And, and also, one other match I wanted to touch on now that I I thought of it too is we're going to see uh, a battle styles clash between Mike Tolar and, and Pittsburgh uh, fans are familiar with Mike Tolar yet, but he is. Uh, uh, an all-American collegiate amateur wrestler at Kent State University. Um, I know uh, on TV now Jim Ross talks a lot about uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler being a, a, an amateur standard at Kent State. I believe they may have done a school together. I'm not sure on that. Don't quote me. But Tolar uh, is going to be wrestling at M Dog 29 Cross, and M Dog's been in and out of Pittsburgh. Uh, everybody knows about him mm-hmm. and, and his unbelievable aerial skills. Gymnastics background, and he was a former AAU United States Junior Gymnastics uh, Olympic champion. And and it's basically Mike Tovar says M Dog Twenty, you're a stunt man, you're you're some uh, high flyer and aerialist, you can't wrestle. M Dog Twenty says, hey, I was the first PWO champion. This is pro wrestling, it's not amateur wrestling. It takes all styles. So uh, they're going to battle it out. Who's superior there? And uh, so much more great for them. I don't need to gloss over anything, but uh, it's just such a you got rack of injustice in, in a one on one match. Pirate rules. You've got, uh, you got uh, the sex appeal tag team. Bobby Shields, Bobby Beverly, and God, what character Bobby Beverly is. And uh, <laughs> taking on Marion uh, uh, Fontaine and, and Naj Snow. Kid Cupid will be there, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a, if you have a reason to come yet, <laughs> if I got Cupid, it's not a pavilion. And anybody, anybody that knows anything about Kid Cupid knows there's only one Kid Cupid. And I've got my problems with him down in the Keysport under a friggin' mask, and I won't even talk about that. But <laughs> he'll be there. And, and, you know, so there's something for everybody. There, if you like, if you like, you know, the grudge match at Gargano Prohibition, there will be no DQ, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you like the dumpster match, if you like the women, or if you like whatever the heck Kid Cupid is. There's going to be something for you there. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we're going to encourage all your fans. If, if you guys have a car, if you have any means of transportation whatsoever, get over to Cleveland, Ohio, and check out this uh, resolution, too. Take a Greyhound bus, take a plane, uh, uh, fly on a magic carpet. I don't care. Just find a way to get there because you're not going to. Hey, bus tickets are only like 50 bucks. Around. That's true. We're, we're in a recession. Bus tickets are cheap. <laughs> so uh, we do have we have one last question for you from the chat here, and then uh, and then we're gonna have to let you go. But uh, 
Uh, Mad Mike from the Bronx wants to know what your uh, what your favorite match from uh, this past uh, IWC show, uh, No Excuses, was. If you, there were a lot of great matches. If you had to I pick was, one. I was really happy to see uh, uh, Gregory Iron perform very well in his debut, and I was happy to see, uh, uh, even though I don't know him very well, Lewis Linden did very well as well, so I'll, I'll, I'll give props to uh, those gentlemen. Um, Sargano and Hentai uh, uh, certainly delivered. Um, to me, the moment that stands out the most is, uh, is Ray Rowe and Jimmy DeMarco. Mm. And, you know, you say what you want about Jimmy DeMarco, he's got... You know, he's, he's got a lot of, uh, he's, a, he's a colorful character, and, and a lot of uh, buzz always around Jimmy DeMarco. But Jimmy DeMarco is, is one of the hardest working guys in this business. He's a credit to this business. He uh, has so much passion and loyalty and dedication, and, uh, and he puts so much of himself into what he does. And, and you know, when you hear me talk about him on the DVD, and talking about the sacrifice he makes and how hard he works. That's legitimate. So I'm a big fan of Jimmy, uh, professionally and personally. And um, you know, to see him withstand the beating, first of all, kicking out of uh, death row, which no one's ever done, that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And go on to take these knees in the head, get busted wide open, and still get up and want to fight. Um, you know, that solidifies to me, uh, you know, that Jimmy DeMarco's for real. Jimmy DeMarco is standing up to the most intimidating guy in the company. And I think uh, that is, uh, that's what stands out for me the most. Uh, you know, the whole show top to bottom, I think, delivered. Um, you know, it was great to see. It was great to see Paul Warndorf. Um, you know, great to see Don Tanucci. Um, if I had to pick one moment, and obviously the Shima issue, get to see that one coming. But, you know, what can I say? Uh, Airborne performed very well as well. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sexual harassment. I was sad that Jay Woods and Farnsworth wasn't there so I could question his sexuality like I always do when you had all this nonsense <laughs> with Eric Hexby in the ring. But, um, yeah, one moment, one match, uh, Marco and Rowe sticks out to me as a technical moment. Excellent. Very good. Well, uh, we want to thank you, Mr. Dombrowski, for being here on the Wrestling Mayhem show. And uh, it's it's always a it's I, a, I hope I can be back, and I hope I see each and every one of you, all of you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, sir, and uh, you have a good night. Thanks for having me. You too. Yeah. Folks, that was the Joe Dombrowski, the man himself, uh, the the wizard. The, the man, he has, if there is a finger on the pulse of uh, Pennsylvania and uh, the tri-state area indie wrestling, um, that man, that man has it. Um, folks, we're going to take one more, uh, oh, not one more, uh, we're going to take another music break here, and uh, we'll be back with more. Uh, now, the song in question, if I can bring my, figure out what's going on here, uh, the name of the song is Microchip uh, from uh, interestingly enough, the Microchip EP off of Instereo Records. Uh, the name of the band is Mike Balance, or the name of the individual is Mike Balance. Who knows, and who the fuck cares? Microchip! That's right, folks. Wrestling Mayhem Show. No, I don't know. If it'll play. Let it play. Oh my god! Bye. 
That's right, that's right, May. There's the microphone. Wrestling Mayhem Show at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. I want to thanks, uh, say thanks one more time to our uh, g- uh, good good, for, good man, good man, Joe Dombrowski. Um, uh, thank you for calling in. Thank you for being a part of the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And also, thank you to Mayhem Missy for making her triumphant return uh, to the studios. I'm sorry we had to cut you off abruptly, but uh, uh, if you're still out there, we might be calling you back um, in the uh, in the final segment, but this is not the final segment. This is the next to the final segment. And folks, uh, you've got to understand: if there's one thing we like here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, uh, it is uh, is professional wrestling. Uh, and if there's another thing we like here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, it's uh, 20 minutes of sweaty dick punching. And if there's a third thing we like on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, uh, it's Miss Don Papuga. Uh, Don Papuga, say hi to the folks. I'm the third thing. What's that? <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Well, you cover the, you cover, you bring us the. All right, fine. If there's one thing we like on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, it's Miss Dawn Papuga. That's right. You don't... <laughs> all right, cool. You don't fuck uh, around. So, big news. Big news. Big news. Big news. Um, I had a box of nerds tonight. You had a box of nerds. Were they like the what cut what flavor? They were. Huh. They were movie theater sized nerds. Rainbow of flavor. Oh, that's awesome. There were, was 7 ounces, 198.4 grams of nerds that I ate tonight. That's amazing. You ate the whole box? I ate the whole box. I'm a fan of the watermelon ones myself. I, I'm, I enjoy the watermelon nerds. That's not really the news I was talking about. No, no. The news you're yeah. talking about is more Russian. More Russian tasting. More Russian. Whoa. All right. Um, Whoa. Lay it on us. Uh, yeah. So, there's not a whole lot in terms of shows that I watched this weekend because, guess what? Stri- uh, the uh, promotion with uh, Affliction canceled. canceled. Canceled, yep. No longer uh, existing. We, yeah, co- we covered, this weekend. We covered that a little bit last week. Huh? We covered that a little bit last week. Yeah, yeah, sucks. Anyway, so affliction went down. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, you and I were having a conversation, which I do believe I said, "You watch. Fedor's not going anywhere near UFD. He's going to get picked up by Strikeforce." That's correct. That's correct. I, I will vouch for her. And I woke up in my Google Reader. What is it saying? Fedor. Nothing's done. Uh, Fedor. The Russian madman, which is not really his name, his, his nickname is actually the last emperor. The last emperor, that's correct. I have to throw in something real quick. Uh, while we're talking about... Uh, this, is, this is a little tiny news item that fucking slid under the radar... Uh, a while back, this was before even Fedor, uh, the Fedor Affliction UFC business. Mirko, yeah. remember the shit with Mirko Krokop? 
No. Where he was, he 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 made a verbal agreement with Dana White for one fight, and then he well, he made a verbal agreement for three fights, and then didn't sign for the other two fights. UFC got him anyway. Huh. So Mirko Krokop, now a UFC fighter. Anyway, um, uh, back to Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, he's been fighting for M1, right? Yes. And M1 Global. I don't, I don't know if any of you are aware, or how how many of you follow, how closely, or what have you. There seems to be a really bad backlash going on these days. Uh, about Fedor signing with Strikeforce, how do you feel about that, sir? Um, I think it's fine. I think uh, I think the the fact of the matter is it wasn't Fedor's decision when it came down to it. It was M1 Global. They were the ones. They were the ones, and uh, they've both come out and said this. Uh, both Dana White and M1 says uh, M1 wanted to co-promote. That was the one thing that Dana White wouldn't do. That is the only reason. And I see you talking shit in the chat, Riz. That is the only reason Fedor is not fighting in the UFC. Fedor... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I would like to point out, there's a lot of blogs and a lot of Twitters and a lot of people whining and bitching, you know, if he was so tough, if he was so confident, why isn't he in, you know, why didn't he sign and say, screw you and strike force and M1 and just sign with UFC? I'd like to point out that everybody was in agreement that he is the number one pound for found fighter in MMA. Period. He has not yet fought with UFC. This is before UFC and Dana White decided to take back all the shit he'd been talking and suddenly suck up to Fedor after the Brock Lesnar debacle. Okay? <laughs> so suddenly, suddenly, he thinks he's going to get him and he wants to talk, up, talk him up. Now, as you pointed out earlier today, now he's back to talking shit. Well, guess what? Fedor hasn't fought with UFC. He hasn't fought under Dana White. He's still considered the best, and if you pay attention, they're talking about actually co-promoting with Dream in Japan. Yeah, which which would be fun because if I remember, a lot of people, styles, and promotions that most people aren't really that they aren't that aware of in the U.S. It's people who are casual fans. But I'd like to just point out too that just because you're in the UFC doesn't mean you're the best. The UFC just happens to be the biggest circus in town. And and when you say when you say in town, you mean the United States. They are not the biggest. They are not the biggest and best uh, in the world. They are the biggest and best currently in the United States. They are a big deal overseas, but they're not. Uh, they're not the what? biggest. Europe. What? Say it again. I said they're still trying to break into Europe. That's mm-hmm. what the whole talk. You know, season nine was about and putting them, you know, the rivalry between US, U.S. and U.K. was to try and raise viewership and um, and fan bases in the U.K. and in Europe. The problem is that there's still a really heavy stigma attached to, to MMA overseas, especially in Europe. They're slowly breaking through that, but it's not like it is in Russia or in Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also worth mentioning you were talking about them uh, M1 co-promoting with Dream, and that that I think that would work well because if I remember correctly, Dream uh, weren't they? Um, they came about after Pride, the Pride Fighting Championships uh, went under, and I think it's some of the same people. Fedor, yeah. Fedor um, got his he made his name in Pride Fighting. Yeah, true. And the the other thing too, you know, a lot of people. 
maybe they realize and maybe they don't. It was was it necessarily a personal issue with Fedor versus Dana White. It was a contractual issue. UFC did not want to co-promote. They told him he could go ahead and slap M1 stickers all over his body if he wanted, but they did not want to do a co-promotion. UFC does not want to share that chunk of pay-per-view wealth for that airtime. They just don't. Having somebody's stickers or, you know, labels all over your side of the corner or on your trunks is one thing. Splitting revenue is completely different. That's correct. All of the M1 contracts have that co-promotion. If they're not fighting an M1 contract with fight, they're co-promoting. And that's what broke the deal. They refused. Dana White said no. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it was a business decision. It had nothing to do with talent. It had nothing to do with personal vendettas. It was a business decision. That's correct. And uh, it's also worth mentioning, not only has uh, has Fedor Emelianenko signed with Strikeforce, he also signed with EA Sports to be in their upcoming mixed martial arts game. <laughs> Which is going to pretty much guarantee that he's never stepping foot in UFC. Not necessarily, because Dana White said anybody, any fighter who signs to be in the uh, Electronic Arts MMA game uh, can fuck themselves and stay the fuck away from UFC. Oh, except for Randy Couture. You can you can go ahead and do that, Randy. And I'm sure he's going to make the same exception for Tito now that they're buddies again. Well, there's, I mean, see, I don't know. It, it, there's too much personal control and attitude problem in UFC for me right now. It drives me crazy. I understand the logic. I understand trying to be the number one, you know, promotion. I understand that they're building something and, you know, he is... He is replicating Vince McMahon's mentality. He oh, yeah. is. Not in terms of the show building, but in terms of business strategy. He just is. That's true. And, and but the problem is upcoming his attitude is so lackluster and so it's just disgusting. It is not professional in any sense of the word. You would never see Vince McMahon walk out any of these major business owners. I cannot think of a single business owner that would walk out and say the things that Dana White has said publicly, let alone, you know, privately that somebody overheard. Now, granted, everybody likes him for that. You know, some of the older fans love the fact that he's what they think, quote-unquote, being real. I think it's just being low-class. Personally, you don't have to, to behave that way to be an MMA fighter. I don't like him, but look at our friend, Mr. St. Pierre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to act like an animal. Fader doesn't act like an animal. I mean, it's, it's, that's a personal issue for me. Fedor, Fedor fights? If you look at his behavior, you know, from the, the point of UFC 100, from the minute after the fight when he started talking about Fedor, the fight was going to be Fedor Lesnar, from that point until, what was it, today or yesterday, mm. was that he suddenly, you know, all of a sudden he's back up, you know, screw Fedor, he, he ain't shit, according to Dana. He was all up in his Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's it's he's he's running around saying, Oh, Dana or um Fedor ain't shit, you know, he doesn't he doesn't want to fight the best and everything like that. And like like we pointed out, you know, a bunch of times into this into this segment that uh it's not it's not a matter of who Fedor wants to fight. I mean if you look at Fedor, he looks sleepy, he doesn't wanna fight anybody, he wants a cheeseburger. Um but it's a matter of who Fedor's managers want Fedor to fight, you know? I agree completely. 
I agree completely. Um, hold on one second. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, everyone's saying, well, he has nobody to fight, there's nobody to fight, and now they're saying that this is going to be the downfall of Strike Force. I really think people are very strongly underestimating Strike Force and what they're doing. Strike Force is playing chess, not checkers. Okay? <laughs> That's Daniel awesome. Dana White and, you know, Zephyr and the, the entire UFC crew, they're steamrolling through trying to basically gobble, they're like, they're, they're trying to gobble up everything. They're playing hungry, hungry hippos, okay? Mm -hmm. They're trying to get as many balls as they can at the same time. And that's good for them, and it, and it worked for them up until a point. Strike Force is strategically planning who they're bringing in and what their target audience will be. Where will their strength be? They're not going to be the big, flashy UFC promotion. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be that, you know, shit-talking, hardcore, we're going to act like, you know, over-the-top, you know, ex-football players, ex-wrestlers, ex, you know, whatever, who goes crazy in, in the ring. Strikeforce has signed most of, most of the women's MMA top fighters. Right. Okay? UFC won't touch them with a 10-foot pole. Everyone's saying, oh, what will happen whenever Gina Carano's, you know, when her contract's up. I don't think she's going anywhere. When you don't have anyone to fight in another promotion, you don't move, number one. Mm -hmm. Dana White's made it clear he doesn't want them. Number two, Strike Force is expanding and trying to expand the... They're going to move on to pay-per-view, and they're talking about trying to do that on Fedor's third fight, but Strike Force is trying to expand into other territories and widen the exposure of types of fighting styles and different promotions worldwide. That's what the benefit of having M1 and Dream is going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, how long... Those areas right there, they may not have the big, top heavy hitters, but it's going to be, you know, the slow turn that wins the race kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. um, if you watch the actual promotions on television or wherever you're watching them, the approach that Strike Force is taking is very much like the Showtime boxing route. They're talking about technique, they're showing statistics, the, the illustrations and graphics they're using are very professionally done. They're treating it like a sport. UFC is not treating it like a sport, they're treating it like a camera in a backyard brawl. Hmm. And that may be great for a while, but I really have a feeling that things are going to shift. People who really want to be, be hardcore MMA enthusiasts who want to look at technique and who want to actually take care of the sport, I think we'll start seeing a, a they'll start seeing a shift. It may not happen immediately. And unfortunately, Fedor might, might be a sticking point for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are bringing up the fact that every major promotion that he's joined has gone under because they sink money into him. That's not his fault. That's, That's true. That's the promotion's fault. He just kind of goes and he fights and he eats a cheeseburger. Now, um, oh, excuse me. Now, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, one last question, then we're going to have to let you go here. Um, no problem. How long do you think it'll be before Strike Force starts uh, courting Bobby Lashley? I think it's already being done, personally. Mm -hmm. I think that's the only person that they can get. I don't think Bobby Lashley is ready to fight Fedor, but I think that 
if they're smart, they've, uh, the minute he the minute he even acknowledged that he was considering signing, they should have started talking to Bobby Lashley. Oh, definitely. Uh, he doesn't even have to I, contend against Fedor. I mean, uh, they're, I think they're doing it right. They're bringing in Fedor, and they've already said he's probably not going to get a title shot right away. I mean, yeah, it'll be a slow this build. This is a major problem with MMA across the board. I don't care... What you say, if you are a sport and want to be considered a legitimate sport, okay, there has to be a some kind of ladder of passage. You shouldn't be able to walk into any promotion and just say, I'm here, I want a title shot. Mm-hmm. There should be a proven ground. If you don't have a record in a promotion, you better build one. Yeah, absolutely. The, the Brock, the Brock Lesnar. That they're bringing people in. Both, I mean, every promotion I can think of, they do this. It's about switching fighters. It's about signing contracts. It's about bringing names to the seat, and I, and I get it. I understand that. But if you want to be taken seriously and you want your title to be taken seriously, they need to be able to earn it, not just walk in the room. Because how fair is that to the amateur, or the amateur wrestlers, the amateur MMA fighters? Mm-hmm. People trying to work up through the ranks. What the whole point is it for them? Yeah. There's, there's anybody who has a little bit of girth and muscle and has a, a strong right hand can walk into a, a ring and knock five people out and start screaming his head off that he wants I want Lesnar and he, you know, he gets the attention of everybody on getting a right arm. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that they'll put him in one or two of fights and then he'll be in a title fight. He has no experience elsewhere. That's right. Unfortunately, they just want names. They, if they can throw any big name on the screen, they'll do it. And I, I, I really think so for this to really transition into People outside of the, it's like a ripple effect. The further away you get, you know, you need to have more attention to make sure you see where the original ripple comes from. Unfortunately, what's happening is the people who are closer to the original source are paying attention and they're going to watch no matter what. The further away you go, unless there's a big name, it's not going to happen. They have to make the title itself the big name. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're not doing it. Bobby Lashley would help strike forth move in that direction, that neither Bobby Lashley nor Fedor should have that title fight right away. I, I agree. Although, if anybody, if there's anybody who's proven themselves elsewhere that they can, they could, they deserve the title shot, it is Fedor. But uh, they know that's going to be a money match, and uh, I think they want to, they want to give him some matches in uh, in Strike Force so he can get used to a different environment, a different style. Uh, because uh, Pride Fighting was fought in a ring. You know what I mean? Just a regular ring. Um, and I, actually, that's a good question. Is, is, is Strike Force in uh, in a cage or is it in a ring? I don't remember. It's in a cage. In a cage, yeah. It's not allowed to be called the Octagon. He also he also has to like he has to fight a different style, different rules from what he's used to. You know what I mean? He's gonna adjust. He'll get his title shot, and then he'll rule Strike Force for the for, until he retires. Which I mean, Fedor is not a. Real, you're right. What some people don't realize is that. There are agreed-upon rules in the U.S. There are agreed-upon standards. Those same rules for fighting MMA are different in different parts of the world. And, you know, it's... Unfortunately, that's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. So here, I mean, people, that might prove to be slightly confusing to some fans who are going to start watching these promotions in other parts of the world. Which they should, quite frankly, because they're amazing. And some of the best fighters that you'll see and some of the most amazing matches you'll see are going to be in other places. 
if you start watching some of the Japanese uh, MMA, mm-hmm. I'm going to warn you now, if you don't like blood, don't watch it. It's the same because thing. It's the same thing with a lot of uh, Japanese pro wrestling. Exactly, it's very blood, and they won't stop the fight. Um, it's even. I mean, I'm a. <laughs> that, it takes a lot to get me, you know, shaken when, when watching MMA. And I'll tell you what, I I've had to turn off a couple of fights, not because I was grossed out, but because I couldn't believe that they they weren't stopping the fight. It has to do with cultural and countrywide differences, mm-hmm. and where the sports began. Um, I can tell you right now that if you go to Brazil, the, the, any rules that you're going to see in a fight are going to be completely different. I mean, completely different than they Absolutely. are here. Absolutely. So, people need to keep an open mind when watching these fights being promoted elsewhere. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's a good thing, personally. I, I need to watch more outside of the U.S. Um, and I do want to look more into the whole Russian phenomenon. I know that I've seen a couple of guys come from that that area that I really like. Mm-hmm. Maybe only being one of. Um, his uh, his brother also is uh, Alexander Emelianenko, and he his fight his his record isn't nearly uh, that of Fedor's, but he's very popular. He's he's a scrappy little bastard. So uh, so yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, thank you, Miss Papuga, for uh, for joining us once again here on the one and only Wrestling Mayhem Show, uh, your news source for MMA at least once a week and, uh, you know, after everything's happened. So, uh, any, any final words for us? Where can they find you? Uh, find me at dawnpapuga.com. Uh, a little bit of randomness. My delicious tags for all things MMA, among other things. You often find comic books and other bizarreness that I enjoy over there. Um, and that's, that's about it. I'm on Twitter, too. Lyric Tragedy. So. With cues and everything. And wake up, Tyler Ninja. Yes, uh, we're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, thank you, Miss Don Papuga, uh, for joining us, and we'll talk to you Wait, later. Hold on, hold on, Mike. You just said I love Marvel divas. I'm putting you in a triangle choke the next time I see you. Okay, oh. I'm going. Oh God. All right. Bye, Don. Hey, Zeus Cristo, folks, that is uh, Miss Don Papuga, our MMA correspondent. Uh, no matter what happens in MMA, she always makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, so, folks, we're going to take our last... I just A bug just flew out of my mouth. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's, it is indeed mayhem here this evening. Um, folks, we're going to take our last musical break, and then we're going uh, to open the mayhem lines. We're going to have a nice roundtable discussion here. Um, the name of the song... Oh, the name of the, the name of the band. We'll start with the name of the band. Green. Oh God, I haven't done anything here. Uh, Future Classic. Future Classic is the name of the song featuring K Row One. Um, the name of the band is Green Tea, and the album is Future Classic single off of Plug. Uh, the label is called Plug. P L U G. Green Tea. Future Classic featuring K Row One. And folks, uh, you are listening to the one and oh, the only wrestling mayhem show. Uh, <laughs> Get hot. Do the damn, damn, 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 get hot. 
down to the ground B girls and boys around Drunk dudes and girls around You better move back on my stand my ground And don't stick a sister, stay my shirt I see your drinks flying and you're looking mad perf Me at 18, you might get served I'm grown and maturing so I'm not concerned Just bigger fish to fry, the party is jumping 808 kicks, the bass is thumping Throw your hands up, fists are pumping Girls check you out like isn't he something uh, Just move your feet and Just do your things and Step up and move You're kinda stiff, dancing a bit corny Go with the flow, forget about formulas I ain't the best, but follow my lead We'll go to a place that we won't retreat And find good times and we keep absorbing uh, Northeast one dance, I'm warning ya I gotta roll, my homies are calling up So check it out, move your body to the right Now here comes a course, took time to take flight So check it out, move your body to the right Now here comes a course, took time to take flight Check it out, check it out Now here comes a course, took time to take flight Did the damn dance get hot? That's right. We are the men. We are on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Silent Ninja, are you still with us? Yep. 
Silent Ninja is still with us, folks, and uh, we're gonna make ourselves a little little Skype call here to a, a couple of a couple of fans of the show, a couple of friends of the show here. Uh, bring them on. Everything works out well. Let me give them some volume. Yellow, yellow, yellow. Hey, what's happening, Mad Mike from the Bronx? From the Brizonks. And Wrestle Fan live from Cuba. Say what's up. Wrestle fan. There it is, folks. There it is. What the fuck's going on? Somebody's echoing. Somebody's broken it. Wrestle fan, turn down. Listener, turn down your radio. Fix your shit. Fix your shit. How about now? That's better. Yes. That's better. All right. Yes, Riz. I already win. Fantastic. There's no, no. This isn't a debate. There's no winners. There's no losers here. On the Wrestling Mayhem Show, everyone is a winner because everyone uh, gets to hear it. Everybody. Well, no, Chachi is a loser. Chachi's not here, man. Chachi's a shitty boss is what Chachi is. He's not your boss anymore. That's a good point. Your boss. Silent Ninja's the boss. Silent Ninja. God, there's a huge echo and it's not for me. Your boss is sleeping on the job. WrestleFan, nobody hears the echo but you. You're going to have to live with that, sir. Okay, fine. (laughs) <laughs> oh man so here we are here we are again at the end of the wrestling mayhem show it's uh we got we got like 15 minutes here what do you guys what do you guys tell me guys tell me what did you think of mr jeremy pivot on raw well actually wrestle fan what did you think of mad mike you you voiced your opinion in the beginning i chimed in uh wrestle fan what did you think of jeremy pivot on raw i thought it was good um i like the fact that um all the guest hosts on raw are um they're kind of taking this and more of an acting job than it is, you know, being on a wrestling show, which I, you know, which works because you know they're allowed to be more free and they're allowed to be a little bit more, you know, open. If someone opens up Raw with live from this arena, it's Monday night. I'm gonna tank kick someone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's always there's always room for the tank kick. Um, so let's well, let's let's delve into some WWE news, shall we? Let us delve. What have you guys? What have you guys? What, what's 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 on the block? I mean, you, my Mike, you live in New York. I'm here in Pittsburgh. Uh, WrestleFan, you're down there in Cuba. We all get our news from different sources. What do you guys got? Zack Ryder just sang "Hootie and the Blowfish." Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> More proof Zack Ryder is that awesome. <laughs> All right, you know so, it, Riz. So Zack Ryder is awesome. Excellent. That's that's good. That's not news, but, I mean, hey. Well, it's news to you. It's not news to me. I knew Zack Ryder was awesome as soon as I saw his hair horn. And I heard him go, woo, woo, woo. You know it. <laughs> you know yeah. um, well, Let's see. News on my end. Um... Well, Tracy Brooks is going to be in Playboy. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good little bit of news. Um, basically, anybody who's seen her uh, photo shoots has basically seen everything except for the nipples. Now it's time to see the nipples, I think. Well, and hopefully nipples and snatch. That, fo- that photo shoot with Snow Cal Val came close. That's true. The Snow Cal Val? Snow Cal Val. I'm a, hey, fan, shut of, up. I'm a fan of Snow Cal Val, personally. <laughs> me too. I do love me some some snow cow Val. Um, I give her a snow job any day. Whoa, that's LV would totally take her hail. That's dirty. Um, yeah. Uh, 
said since <laughs> WWE Dawn has... in the chat room's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, come on, Dawn, it's mayhem. I haven't been on in several weeks. I have to drop at least 13 perverted references. Since WWE has uh, has kind of broken their contract, they're not... They had, a, like, a verbal agreement, we'll send Divas over to Playboy. Uh, they're not doing that now, so Playboy says, oh, you're not the only wrestling game in town. So they went to TNA, so now we've got... Uh, we'll have... Uh, Tracy Brooks and SoCal Val and you know all the other oh, all the other guy, TNA whores. Right, Wait, TNA is wrestling? When did <laughs> that happen? Uh, it's in the name, so I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't watch. No, it. it's not. No, it's not. Total nonstop action. Oh yeah. And we yeah. will be getting that in Playboy, hopefully. That's fucking gross. <laughs> um, Seamus uh, Seamus O'Sheefucker defeated Goldust on uh, on ECW. Hey, it's Seamus O'Shawshank. Yeah, uh, Seamus so O'Sheepanus. See how it kind of kind of rhymes. God damn it! Who the fuck has the echo? Wrestle fan, fix your shit. It's, it's not wrestling. me. Fix your it's Cuban shit. Turn my stuff down. Now you hear. Wrestle see, fan, I'm not fucking lying about the echo. Wrestle fan. Wrestle fan, it is you. Wrestle fan, how huh? how was your match against your loving brother on Monday Night Raw? You have orange. Uh, you have orange pants now. That's very important. Orange pants. The orange pants, I thought the orange pants would do it. I got my ass kicked. Yeah, you so got I was, I was the sounds like he's in an 80 Rock video. I'm the first person ever in history to tweet while wrestling, so props oh, to me for that. That shit was pretty impressive, sir, I'm not gonna lie. Hold on, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get some headphones, give me a second. Oh my god, dude, I can hear your mom's... Never mind. <laughs> she likes she likes to listen into the show. That's kind of like a didgeridoo. She yeah, it's a didgeridoo. Your mom's didgeridoo. Yeah, that's clean and family friendly. <laughs> WrestleFans mom badge. People need to know how to turn. Hey, you be nice to WrestleFans mom. Slowly in this goddamn town. You know, WrestleFan, if we're gonna bring you on the show, you should always have headphones on. Is that a dirty metaphor? I got them on right now. Nobody knows how to ride their motorcycle slow. I remember a time when there was panties in the Wrestling Mayhem Show Studios. I wonder what happened to those things. Silent Ninja is wearing them. Whoa, that's that's too <laughs> much. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> My answer is whoa. Uh, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Actually, I stole them when I visited. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> So I gotta ask. I gotta ask. This big question. Big question. We're 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 coming up on the end of the show here. Uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna kick it off with uh, wrestle fan. What did you learn in wrestling this week, sir? Uh, yeah. Give me the question the, to the guy who hasn't watched wrestling in like two weeks. I'm sorry. I can't he hear can still you. Still learn from wrestling. I can't hear you over your bleeding vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I now. can't hear you over your mom's didgeridoo. <laughs> what did you learn from wrestling this week? I learned that the women's division is getting a lot better than I thought it would ever get. Excellent. You're just saying that because Mickey James has the belt. Yes, I am, sir. Yes, I am. Fair enough. I'm thinking Arby's. Uh, Go learn to cook an actual meal. Mad Mike. Hey, Mad. hey, I had Arby's and it's fucking delicious. Hey, okay? hey. I'm not getting away. Learn yeah. to cook. God damn it. Mad Mike. I'm six, asshole. Yes. <laughs> you to burn my fucking finger? Uh, and watch your fucking mouth, or I will wash your mouth out with soap. Where's your dude? Where's your fucking? Uh, it's your sheet. Use your inside your voice, wrestle fan. Your sign-in sheet, your fucking uh, release thing with your mom's phone number. You. Hey, I got, 
I got a fucking internship. I don't give a shit. I can. Chachi's not the boss. Hey, hold on. Now Chachi's not the boss anymore. Silent Ninja's the boss. Silent Ninja. What is WrestleFan's role? Does he get to keep his internship? I think Silent Ninja should fire WrestleFan. I think does he keep does he keep his internship or does he get? (laughs) Is he on probation? Fire WrestleFan. Probation. WrestleFan, you're on probation. Wait, why the fuck? God damn it. Ask, so, listen, the Silent Ninja moves in mysterious ways, ways that you do not question if you want to keep your lower jaw. And I was going to give him my mother's phone number. God damn it. Who? Silent Ninja. <laughs> you give Silent Ninja? Because he's the only one that can protect it. Protect it? Yeah, for me. Silent six. Ninja has already seen your mother undress because he is silent <laughs> and ninja-like. <laughs> That's very offensive. Oh, Mad Mike, what did you learn from wrestling this week? I learned that apparently, according to Irish Airborne, the only thing I fear is a diet. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not the only one, fuckface. Whoa. God damn it. I I swear to. Alright, alright, listen, listen, alright? We're gonna start promoting this shit right now, because God knows when it's gonna happen. It's gonna be a slow burn, alright? At the yet to be announced next Sword Stock, okay? Next sword stock, we are having a fucking grudge match, alright? A hardcore grudge match, okay? Mad Mike, mad fucking Mike versus the one and only Wrestle fan. We're gonna fly him in special from Cuba. We're gonna have a fucking hardcore grudge match on the same grounds where mo- both my blood and Doc Remedy's blood was spilled in our hardcore epic battles. There will be. For your information, I'm bringing barbed wire straight from Cuba because the Cuban, barbed wire in Cuba has all, their own concoction of herpes. And Cuban other barbed wire has hot sauce on it. All right, this match is going to be amazing. It's going to be fan fucking test fucking tick. All right, it's going to be amazing. Absolutely That's it. amazing. From now until the next Sorg stock, I am cutting a promo. <laughs> I'm wrestle fan on Snapline every goddamn week. Oh gracious. And you oh, know gracious. what? You may bring fucking barbed wire laced with your mom's vagoo. <laughs> I'm going to bring the Macho Man. Oh, man. He is I'm going gonna... to have so many illegal narcotics and weapons of mass distraction that I won't even need to lift a finger to beat you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, folks. Folks, all right. I'm, bringing, I'm taking it back, all right? All right. We'll, we'll get back into that in a second. Silent Ninja. Easy. No. No. <laughs> easy. Silent Ninja, what did you learn from wrestling this week? Um, not exactly sure. Uh, didn't watch any wrestling this week? You learned where the ring rats sit in IWC. <laughs> yeah. Silent Ninja learned where the ring rats sit in IWC. <laughs> Jesus Christ, though. <laughs> Oh my god. Should <laughs> I avoid that spot from now on? <laughs> 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 oh, Silent Ninja for the win. Oh man. What did you learn from wrestling this week, DJ Lunchbox? Well, I learned. Uh, I was I just learned, about to ask you, damn it. I learned. <laughs> I, that was the that was Ultimate X the Owl. He spoke for the first time in an accent. The eyeless Ultimate X. I don't yeah, know what, what the fuck was that. I don't know, man. Come on in it here. It was Jacob get Goodnight. Him, Come on hold in on, here. Get him Al. on the camera. Get here's, him on the fucking camera. Here's Ultimate X. He's saying hello. His eyes are back. Sorg, 
I think Sorg helped him out here. He's now seeing dead people. That's scary as shit. It's amazing with his fucking Phantom of the Opera mask. Anyway, um, I learned, and I already knew this, incidentally. Oh god, no, no, no! Ultimate X, you chill. You sit back and you relax, sir. <laughs> he was fucking, he was trying to attack me. Um, I learned that Jeremy Piven is a small god. Okay, which I already knew. And I learned that you can pacify, um, uh, you can pacify coked out Asian men with uh, blinged out pacifiers. That's what I learned. And all Asian men can be mistaken for Masioka. That is entirely true. That is entirely true. May I learn true. one more thing before we leave? No. Lay, it, lay it on me, sir. With or without Jeff Jarrett, TNA is nothing but a bunch of fucktards. We knew that. I mean, that's not new information. Because according to the 15-second video on TNA's YouTube page, Kurt Angle got shot in the foot, and police had to, you know, arrest everyone in the locker room. So wait, TNA is Australia? <laughs> you guys keep talking. I was doing it. Damn it, it didn't work. I I I kind of saw what you were doing there. For I was a I was trying to bring on Mayhem Missy to find out what she learned in wrestling this week. But you almost broke you almost broke kayfabe. Shut, shut no, <laughs> that didn't happen at all. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> um, we always <laughs> say it's fixed in post. I know. Anyway, he's trying to talk my language. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, Go back and play with your Tinker Toys. Don't speak your crazy moon language. I'm lighting my Tinker Toys on fire and fire and shoving them in your eyes at store Swordstock. Whoa, that's gonna be a fucking awesome match, folks. <laughs> all right, I'm bringing my Kensei sword. All right, all right, we're bringing it. We're bringing it home, guys. We're bringing it bring home. home. Wrestle bring fan, home. where can they find you on the internet? For ages 15, the number 15 and older.blogspot.com. Look out there for soon because I will be posting a blog of my trip to Chicago and it is sure to be a fun time. Excellent. Mad Mike, where can they find you on the internet? Whitevanwithcandy.blogspot.com. Fantastic. Silent Ninja, where can they find you? Silentninja.blogspot.com. Fantastic. And you can find me, DJ Lunchbox, right here. At WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Also, there has been a resurrection. Uh, Thoughtful Riot, Thoughtful Riot is back. It has, uh, it, it, it had lapsed for a while, but now it's back, folks. That shit is back, my friends. Thoughtful Riot, look for new posts coming soon uh, to a screen near you. Also, check out Sorgatron.com. Our uh, currently fallen comrade. He is up in the jungles of North Africa, uh, fighting bears, uh, giant African jungle bears. All right. and, and if you want to tear your eyes out, you can check out ChachiSays.com. You can also check out ChachiSays.com, our former boss. Um, but Veronica's invisibleFriend.blogspot.com. That, that too is true. That too is true. Most And of all, every night you can listen to WJYY, Ashley Hoover. Nice. Good plug. Um, thank you. Most of all, though, we want to thank you for joining us here at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, where you can download our shows. Every single night of the week. We've got a hell, we've been doing this shit for years and years and years. God knows how many episodes. Uh, for fuck's sake, I don't know. Um, uh, like maybe 179? Maybe possibly. 179, maybe. Uh, 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 
Um, it's it's amazing. Well, let, me, let me check and get that official number for no, you. No, fuck that official number. It's not important. <laughs> all right, all right. Wrestling- been Seventy billion and two episodes. The point. The point of it is, is that the Wrestling Mayhem show has been going on for a long time. We got plenty to listen to. Uh, go and check us out on iTunes. Leave us comments because comments are important. Because when you leave us comments, it makes us feel good and warm uh, in the areas where our hearts usually live. Um, Sometimes areas. also in other areas. That's true. Uh, like, like uh, in the in the uh, nut region. Nut meat. I was gonna say taint. Taint in, in the, the taint. Fiery in the area. Fiery taint. I don't. I don't know if we should encourage people to in uh, the make us feel fiery. Hell's Gate area. Oh, no, that is, that is Christy Hemi. Oh yeah. Well, that's the face. You're turning this week. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. Oh, fucking Christy Hemi. <laughs> Folks, we've got a donate button over on the WrestlingMayhemShow.com, and you need to go hit it. You need to go hit WrestlingMayhemShow.com, hit up our donate button, donate $1, donate 10 donate 10000 because Mad donate Mike... Donate your fucking house. Donate your house. We need a house to be the new Mayhem Studios. Mad Mike needs to eat. WrestleFan needs to get out of Communist Cuba. Silent Ninja needs to finance the fucking Mayhem Show. I, DJ Lunchbox, well, uh, I don't really need the money. But uh, I'll take it anyway. And uh, Ash- Missy still has lupus. Missy still may or may not have lupus. Uh, Dave Sorgatron is- needs an alcoholic. Sor- <laughs> Sorgatron needs us to send him supplies and weapons to fight his jungle bears. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Doc Remedy still has a broken back. And uh, Miss Ashley Hoover, well, she needs a vacation. We need to get her down to Pittsburgh immediately. So go, seriously, to the WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Uh, hit the donate button and send us your money. If you like the show, if you didn't like the show... Uh, let us know. You can send us an email over to goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. <laughs> that was amazing, and that was all over the place. Okay, we're gonna try that again. Uh, you can send us an email to one, two, three. Good times. Again, all of you guys were never in chorus at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Uh, go and check us out, uh, wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Uh, that's it. That's it, folks. To uh, be fair, I killed my voice at IWC. That is where good voices go to die at IWC. Um, it has been a great show. Thank you for uh, for indulging myself, DJ Lunchbox. Uh, Silent Ninja on the boards. Uh, Mad Mike. In the Bronx. <laughs> In the Bronx. I'm sorry. Uh, my fucking brain's dead. Wrestle fan in Cuba. Mayhem Missy also here in Pittsburgh. Thank you to Don Papuga. Thank you to very special guest Joe Dombrowski. Folks, it's been a great show, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Fuck you, WrestleFan. Fuck you. To everybody we just offended, we're sorry. But lighten the fuck up. It's the internet. Thanks to all our fans out there. We really appreciate you listening. Now go and fucking tell some more people about us, huh? We'd like to thank the very fine people at TalkShoe for helping so many of our fans get their wrestling mayhem fix. That's right, TalkShoe.com. Go check us out on the website, chat with us live, find out when our next show is, because we know you want some more. The Wrestling Mayhem Show was recorded live in front of no studio audience in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it is a joint venture of WPAJ Radio and WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Good night, Michelle. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. No, I'm just wrapping up the show. It's fine. No, what do you mean he's coming back? He's come. Aw, shit. It's gonna be fucking mayhem next week. <laughs>